Are you stuck in a rut, afraid, or even unsure of what to do next? Progress towards the life you've always dreamed of as Hunter and Dusty share personal stories, interview guests, and talk candidly on how to make your next step a successful and fulfilling one. Welcome to the Next Step Podcast. Here are your hosts. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Next Step Podcast. My name is Hunter, and I am here with the one, the only, Dusty Young. What's up, buddy? Um, man, that was that was extra. That was extra. I love, I love well, it. because you guys have been doing so many impressions of me, and so and you get the the pitch so high and so enthusiastic, I had to one up it. Yeah, no, yeah, you, you like, did it. You got to raise the bar. Yeah. That's what Beth taught me. We're here with our very special guest uh, and one of my very best friends, Beth. What Hunter. Hi, Dusty. Welcome. Hey, Beth. Welcome to the Next Step Podcast. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Now, Beth, uh, a lot of people listening may know you. Uh, you know, we wanted to bring you on the podcast, one, because you're just cool shit you know like i love having conversations with you everybody loves you um or they hate you right there's a straight yeah. up fucking box, so yeah no you're actually um, <laughs> you love me or you don't but you've got a really really awesome story and this podcast is all about the next step right you know everybody's in their life uh at, at some point and you hit roadblocks and we're all trying to figure out how do we get to the next step so that we can live the life that we want and I can't think of a, a person I know um, who has who has done just that, who's overcome some stuff, who has, and again, is, is still working on stuff, right? Um, but mm-hmm. but you are you are really doing some amazing things. Um, mind giving your giving yourself a, a little intro. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, where do I start? Where do you want me to start? From we ch- we chat Beth or from? <laughs> uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, just tell us, tell us like, uh, like they, you don't have to tell your whole story yet, but like, you know, day to day, Beth, who you are right now, maybe what you do, all that good stuff. Uh, my name is Beth Wilkes Farocco. Um, right now I have a online one-on-one nutrition coaching and strength, I guess, nutrition and strength coaching business. Um, I'm a mom of a nine-year-old and 13-year-old stepdaughter. I'm a wife. I live in Maine. <laughs> um and i do a lot of tiktoks you're a tiktok and mom tiktok yes. and mom <laughs> that's that's like pretty cool like uh, yeah like what what got you going on tiktok beth like and you've grown this business um uh, it's all jordan science fault to be honest uh, <laughs> well because he had that um and the mentorship you may or may not have been in there at that time last a year ago Um, he had that challenge. It was like 30 days, um, to post every single day in TikTok. Mm. And I was like, Oh fuck. Um, I hated TikTok because, you know, Kylie was like wanting to download it. And I'm like, this is just for, you know, kids and teens and you know, all that. It's like, cause it was like musically, wasn't it? And then it went, got into like TikTok. So I was like, there's no way, but then I just started doing it and I went viral and then it, I haven't stopped since. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it? Are you at you're, are you at 500k at this point now? 500k followers? Yeah, like almost at 403. 403. So yeah. And I think I saw your goal for the next year is one million. One mil. Mm-hmm. Boom. 
I know. Well, I, I'm all, I'm almost at 500k for one year. For one year, yeah. That's so it's it's a it's possible, and it could even maybe happen quicker. Who knows? It could happen overnight. It did before, it right? Yeah. I don't know, Dusty. I think Beth is slacking. <laughs> it's it's a rough it's a it's a rough you know. Let me tell you the thing about social media and like the highs and the lows. Mm. is is insane because you can like have a really good streak where you're just like you're getting followers left and right your videos are just going crazy and right now for the past month it is dead i'm losing followers it is like so oh my god what's happening but you're like okay this is just yeah, just keep going just keep helping people you have to switch the narrative because you can it could be overwhelming and then it could be like fucks with your mental health mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and you're like start to question oh shit maybe my stuff sucks now like you know, do I need to like do something different? So, but you just got to stay the course. And that's what I have to realize. Cause this happens all the time. I mean, I've been through this feeling before and now I'm in it again. It's just like, okay, wait, keep making videos and just, that's it. So yeah, like I, I feel like a lot of mom and a lot of people in general, but, but it's, it's a very trendy thing now for people to want to be like a social media influencer. Like you are right. Mm -hmm. like you really impact a lot of, people and how they think and you help people. Um, and, you know, you think that working at home behind your phone would be a, an easy job, but I don't think it is. You already mentioned some of the mental health pieces that make mm -hmm. it very hard to deal with, but what, yeah. what, what is like, what is your truth behind now being, uh, you know, an influencer and doing this for your day-to-day -day living, being a mom, it's just, I just want to be able to help as many people as I can, you know, yeah. that's really why I got into it in the first place and why I started doing it. And it helps, you know, me, you know, reach more people. Um, get, I get lots of clients from it. Uh, but like you, like you said, the mental health, it's, and it's the consistency thing that comes with everything with like your nutrition working out. And now this is like my business. I have to be consistent with it. Consistent, no matter what. Is it? That's why I love being around you and Dustin, because <laughs> you two are the most consistent <laughs> people I know. And uh, I know I need to put in, you know, the work to be consistent. But I, part of me is like, if I just hang out with you guys enough, it would just rub off onto me. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you, what do you find is the hardest, uh, the hardest thing to remain consistent with, like with with social media? Like, do you find yourself, you know, should I? shit, I don't want to do this today, but you still do it. But what's like the hardest part of remaining consistent? Um, I think feeling like you're repeating yourself a lot. Mm. Um, and it's like always trying to give the same message with a different, in a different way. So it's mm -hmm. not boring to me and it's, it doesn't feel like I'm repeating myself. I think that's because nutrition and everything, it's really, it's all the same shit, yeah. you know, but you you have to repeat yourself because people just actually don't get it the first time never um and i'm realizing this right now because i'm doing like a mini cut and i'm doing i'm talking about it in my stories and instagram and i'm weighing myself every single day and so many people are losing their minds over the scale like the scale and i talk about the scale i've been talking about it for like two years now and it seems like no one still understands that the scale will always fluctuate so here i am again like trying to explain it to people and it's, it, I feel myself getting mad about it because I'm like, you guys should know this by now, but they don't because I, I get new people following me all the time. And it's like, people need it to be repeated before they get it. 
So it, it, that's where the frustrating part and hard to be consistent is. Well, it's got to be so hard to like even understand, you know, the audience you're speaking with. Like you are speaking to 500,000 people and but you don't actually see them in front of you. But it's just like, I mean, that's an entire, it's multiple stadiums. Like four football stadiums or something. Yeah. So that's insane. And it's constantly you got new people revolving into mm-hmm. it and like you can't see it. So it's hard to, right. like it'd be hard to fathom. Them. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So you, so you've got your, your, your coaching business through fitness and nutrition. Let's rewind a bit and talk about how you got started in fitness and nutrition. So how did, how did that, like, how did that start? It started with, with hybrid fitness. Oh. When I walked, when I walked into hybrid fitness <laughs> and you're, you're part of my story with every podcast I, I go on. <laughs> with Johnny on your left, Beth came in. Johnny didn't even start preschool. He, yeah. he was about to start preschool. And that's why I was like, okay, now I can go to the gym and, you know, um, and all that stuff. So. Yeah, interesting, right? He was sitting on my lap. He was probably like four, three or four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, because he's gonna be ten. So he started preschool like at three, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so it started yeah. with that. I know you had dabbled in some things before. You you had overcome something previous to coming into hybrid. Yeah, I, w- I quit drinking, and so the AA meeting I was going to was right across the street from hybrid. So I would actually take classes at hybrid and go to AA after because the class was at 6 a.m. and um, a meeting is at 7. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you came to hybrid um, to work out. And yeah. I remember you signed. I wasn't sure if you were going to sign up, but you ended up doing it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then you came. And so, all right. So like you started working out consistently, but like what happened after that? Like how did you become – um, how did you progress to where you're at today? You know, we're helping well, you, hundreds of thousands of people. You were looking for a um, front desk person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, perfect. Johnny's in preschool. I can do this kind of from home. And I, it's like not a lot of hours. It was my, you're, this was my first job I had after having Johnny. So I mm-hmm. wasn't working for like three years at that point. So that was my first how, job. How, is, how important was that for you to like, after because like you've you've worked many different jobs i know when you Mm -hmm. when you lived um in california previously um and then you know obviously you had you had johnny like what was it like going back to work how important was that for you or what was it symbolic like yeah it was like the start of like okay because being a stay-at-home mom is very isolating Mm. and also like that was when i was like like really deep in my alcoholism so for me to like actually get a job that was like a big deal. It's like I was moving my way up. Very cool. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So you, uh, yeah, you were helping behind the front desk with Angie. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and then one day you're, you know how you get with your, like, you want everyone to tell you, tell you like where you, they see your themselves in the next fucking year with you and all that. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to tell the story. Yeah. I just, yeah. <laughs> right, Dusty? Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are your goals for the next year yeah. with hybrid fitness? <laughs> um. <laughs> I love it. Um, and, then, and then I think you were like, you know, what, how would you feel about um, coaching? And I was like, oh, my God, that would be so much fun. And so then I started interning. 
-hmm. and like, you know, shadowing classes uh, and things like that. Gotcha. Okay. So you started, so you, when you got your first job, uh, you know, after, after being a a new mother um, and then you kind of worked your way up, you had mentioned that you did want to, or you were interested in coaching before. And like, did you say like Mm -hmm. many years previous, your initial goal was to be involved in nutrition? Yeah, when I lived in Arizona, I actually was going to college. Um, my major was nutrition. Oh, really? Um, but I get, I quit and went to California. Okay, so you kind of revisited that. All right, so you start your yeah. shadowing, um, and yeah, talk talk through talk through that experience. Like, um, what what was you know how did you go from not being a coach and and then progressing to again being a coach that. Uh, you know, so many people listen to, like, what was your journey like growing there? Uh, well, I had some bumps in the road, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, should, should I talk about those? Like, I, I yeah, wasn't yeah. really welcomed by a few trainers um, that no longer work there. Um, and that was really tough. They made it pretty hard for me um, because I just wanted to learn. And it's like, why would you be mean to someone that actually actually doesn't know anything, really? Like, I'm not supposed to know anything. You're supposed to help me. Like, um and that was very uncomfortable and it brought me to tears a few times um but i just Mm. i really wanted to do it i really loved what i was doing so i just was like i'm not going to give up on this so i just kept showing up even though some days it was hard and the the best thing is that you always had my back so i kind of what is what kept me going (laughs) i remember one specific moment i know we've talked about this before where you know, there was something that had gone on, basically, you know, bullying, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And you, you came to tell me about it. And so, you know, we sat down behind that, that desk on that crappy old carpet before we tore it yeah. up, you know, and you're bawling your eyes out. You're like, this is what happened. And like, you're like, I don't know if I can keep going. Like, like, because it was just so toxic. Yeah. And, and in my head, and you know, I have no experience with this at the time. Right. Like, ah, she's gonna quit, but I'm like, just hang in there, Beth. And uh, the thing is, like, this is one example to many things that I've seen where, like, you just keep freaking going no matter what. And I think that's a quality that you have, not that you were born with it, but that you right. you had to work hard to do it. And I think you know, every anybody can do it. You just have to push through. But you have yeah. that ability to push through and say, screw it, I'm gonna do it anyways. Yeah, I forget that sometimes that I feel like everyone should have the same drive as me. But meanwhile, it took me a lot of really fucked up shit to get to where I am and a lot of things that I actually had to push through. And none of that was easy. So I have to take a step back sometimes and remember that. Yeah. yeah. So would you say that your your negative experience and the way you were treated by those, you know, the other coaches, (laughs) do you feel like ultimately it made you a better coach because you're able to uh, you know, coach with empathy, kind of see, you know, how people do not like to be treated in that aspect. So, you know, whether it be, you know, you training another intern like myself when I came on uh, mm-hmm. or just dealing with with clients in general, uh, do, do you feel like that experience gave you the ability to be a better coach and trainer? Yeah, I, I feel like it made me want to be the best that I can be. Like, I'm going to show these fucking assholes that that I I can do this and I can be good at it. So that's when I started going into like all the certs, you know, some of them, 
uh, not really necessary, but that, and then, you know, but yeah. So you became a hybrid fitness trainer. Yeah. <laughs> you, you made this saying that everybody said that everybody loves people still say it to this day. I know Teresa Brewster, she loves a saying we can do hard things and that yeah. just stuck. Right. Yeah. You still use that quite a bit. I do. Yeah. yeah. I, I started that like when I was on Jordan Syatt's first podcast and he asked me, is there anything that you want to say? And this is like in 2018, I was like, we can do hard things. And then I haven't stopped saying that. That's, that's so cool. I mean, that I hear it all the time, all the time. So you became a higher fitness coach. And now I look to my left and I look to my right. And Beth, you're no longer here. What happened? Where'd you go? I'm still kind of there, though. No, I'm just, I mean, I'm in a, just, in a different I'm just way. Making, I'm just making a dramatic story. No, <laughs> you're, you're 100% still here. But, but, but you don't coach here anymore. So, no, it's so sad what, to me. What, what, what happened? Like, you know, you coach here for so long, you started to trickle back some of your sessions. Like, tell me about some of that progression, what you went through, because again, you were making a step from, you started to see some success online. Yeah. Right? You started to build your following. And yeah. I, I think, well, when I, when I, before COVID, when I told you I was going to join the Jordan's mentorship, my mm -hmm. goal was, I didn't think it would happen so fast. That's the whole thing. Like I wasn't planning on the next year becoming fully online, but I mm -hmm. think COVID kind of pushed it in that direction. Um. And my whole reason for wanting to do this is because my dad died suddenly and left my mom with absolutely nothing. I mean, she had, she mm -hmm. lost the house. She lost, I mean, literally went bankrupt, everything. Um, and I just didn't want to be put in that situation if something was to happen to Mike. Um, and then I would be left with Johnny with absolutely no career, no like income um, that could support us. So that was my main goal. And then COVID happened. So there was more remote and, you know, obviously the gym was closed for a while. So that's when I was actually able to really concentrate on my online business. Cause that's all I could do at that point. I still did teach the early morning zoom classes, but that was only like six and nine o'clock. And then every, the whole day was like open. Yeah. There. So it just started growing. So, yeah, I think, you know, that, that may have been a point for you. I know when you told me that Hunter, like this is really going well for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, I just, I don't know if I can coach anymore. Like when you told me that you were in tears. Yeah. Like how long did you think about that conversation? Like having it, like how afraid were you? Like, tell me about that because, you know, I just see one side of it, but I can imagine, you know, maybe how you felt. I thought about it for a while because for me, I want to be able to give everything to someone. And I felt like um, it was hard for me to come to the meetings. I really couldn't do the, like the videos and all the stuff that everyone else was doing. I could literally just teach the morning class and that's it. And I felt like you deserved more than what I can give. So, mm -hmm. and then I kept going over that and over that and over that. <laughs> and finally I was like, okay, I just have to do it. And then, you know, you got to do stuff that scares you. And that scared me. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. But you yeah. knew in your heart it was the right thing. Yeah. It's about doing it. Well, cool. So you started up right on. Um, all right. So so now your business now, like tell me tell me what that looks like. Like where do you see it going? What's your what's your vision for the business and, and what you want to do to help people within it? 
Um, what is my vision? My vision is really to, at this point, cause I'm so busy. I, I want to build a team, mm. um, of other coaches to help so we can help more people. I feel like I'm turning a lot of people away right now. Um, because I just don't have the capacity. I mean, I still want to be a mom. Um, but I feel like my business, I'm literally, which is what happens when you start a business. You know, I know, remember you worked all the time. You lived at hybrid. You probably, you know, still do. But not to the extent that you were. No, it's different. And, and it's like when you're building something, you literally have to be doing it all the time. And so I want to be able to take a step back and like actually enjoy my life. Not saying that I don't enjoy it right now. I'm saying that, you know, like have more time to spend with Johnny or go actually on like a vacation and, and relax. Like vacations now will be working. Um, mm. And I'm fine with that, but it's also like you do need a break. Yeah. You know, so okay. that's my goal. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have like a specific vision. It's just I feel like it's just going to morph. And that's how I always have been. It's going to morph into what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. So continue to help people, but do it in a way that. Uh, allows you to still be a you know a present mom yeah. and enjoy some of the fruits from the hard work you've you've put in right yeah right okay cool um well all right so beth <laughs> now you know there's a lot of stuff that you see going on here at hybrid fitness I, you know you're here most days i think of the week mm -hmm. um i'd really like to hear like putting ourselves, well, putting ourselves on the spot. Like, what do you think we could do as a business to help people more? Like, is there, what are we missing? Um, is there no. anything that, speaks out to you that we could do to in, improve? I don't, you know, you do a pretty good job. I'd say like, maybe you have a lot of potential with the cooking class. Yeah. Um, I think really that could in a way, like maybe teaching more people about how to meal prep. And so I think that's really lacking. Like a lot of people just don't know about the foods that they're eating. They really, they don't know like what even a protein, a carbon, a fat is. I, I think you have the chance because you are affiliated with the Mac to actually teach kids about food because mm. that is not, that is not taught in schools. Um, it, it should start when p kids are like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Um, mm. diet, diet culture and all that stuff starts there. Um, I, it's, and I know this from speaking to a lot of moms that, um, their mothers have put them on diets. It started, it's all starts at a young age and then it's like a consistent cycle. And then they put it onto their kids. Um, and they don't know about the foods that they're eating. It's like, they're not in, um, I don't know, uh, like they don't even know what a calorie is. Mm. Um, I think you guys have a ch good chance to educate more in that, so in that area. So you're seeing a lot of people you're talking to, they have a skewed mindset around food because they've been told just like some BS since they were 12 from their moms who are also on it. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. I think it starts at a young age. Um, yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's great. Not a, not a bad idea at all. Yeah. No. I mean, that's been one of my, biggest fucking things with like bringing up kids teaching like the things mm -hmm. that they do in school it's like why not teach these kids about yeah. 
proper nutrition. Like, it, yeah, just, that's where it starts. And it does. And now um, I see it on social media. The young kids are on social media and they're looking to lose weight at freaking I'm getting in DMs from 11, 12, 13, 14 year olds. That should not be happening no. um, because they just don't know. Um, and it, it, it's it's something that we need to spread more awareness on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously, with social media, it's talked about plenty, but there's a lot of expectations through social media that are mm -hmm. created. And then not only that, one of the most painful things I've seen in the gym is if I have a parent and a daughter, or a parent and a son, and the kid's sitting right there and they're, they haven't even gone through puberty yet. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they're, you know, they're a little, little chunky. You know, like say, and I've and I've seen this multiple times. I mean, it's not like overwhelming, but I've seen it several times. And it's like the the parents like being uneducated, and also like they're like judging themselves for how their kid is right now and like the mm -hmm. stage of life. Like that is screwing with the kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, and they have no clue what they're doing, and it's just sad. Cause like I'm sitting there and it's like, all right, how do I navigate? How do you navigate that situation where like you don't offend the parent and you mm -hmm. can make this productive conversation. So you're going to help the kid. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately that's deeper than nutrition. That's the thing. And the thing is like, yeah, a lot of parents are like, my kid is overweight. How do I help my kid? And I say, it starts with you. Yeah. Like you are the one that buys the food. So mm -hmm. you need to lead by example. Um, don't talk about diets in front of your kid, show him or her like what a good meal looks like, or like what should make you full teach them like, um, eat the foods that make you feel good. But these parents don't even know because they're not practicing it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm an adult now. And, uh, are, I, are you, and, and I don't know. And I still eat like a child in a lot of ways, you know, and I know it's right, but it's like, man, if I looked at myself in the mirror and I don't know if, if I had a, if I had a little Johnny at home, uh, if, if I'd want to show him that, you know, I feel like it would make me better. You, you think you'd be better in that aspect? Yeah. I think it'd force me to, or else I'd, I wouldn't be doing my job. And I think that's an important piece of it, but, but I think, and, but if you look at most adults, most adults eat, eat like, children so to speak and the thing is this is this is i something happened at school with johnny with his teacher that said his teachers have been giving him shit for the food he brings in his lunch so yeah and i was and i'm about to like call them and have like a little meeting about it because i'm, I'm like yeah they're like they told him that he's eating too much sugar okay like he brings a bagel maybe a little brownie bite um some Chex mix some apples um, and they are get, and then sometimes they'll have like a yogurt, like those Chobani flips and it'll be like an, uh, Oreo one. Okay. He's super, uh, whatever you want to call it sensitive, um, where he can only, he can't have certain things. Like he, his food has to be heated up. They're not allowed to use the microwave because of COVID there's no peanut butter allowed because of some kids allergic. So he, he can only have certain things. So he came home and he's like, mom, I can't have any that anymore. It has too much sugar. And I was like, where did you hear that from? And so he's like, the teacher told me. And I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> the teacher's already telling him that something is good and something's bad. Yeah. And I said, don't ever let someone tell you that some, whatever you're eating is not good for you. You have your choice of what you can eat. 
Um, so I'm trying to teach that to him, but the, the teachers are not helping. Yeah. That's, oh, that's not their place for one. Like, and, no, it and, isn't. And two, like, so, so Tina's a teacher and she mm -hmm. had, she brought home the, the school lunch menu one day <laughs> and I was mm -hmm. looking at that thing and I was like, oh my fucking God, like this is the food that, that yeah. they are providing the children. Like, like there's no options. It's either that or you bring your own. Right. So like, right. Those are the options. But then again, we have teachers like telling, you know, your son what he should or should not be eating. And that's the yeah. shit that they serve. Like, that's frustrating. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Especially because, because as a nutrition coach, I know better. Like, yeah. maybe, maybe another parent would be like, oh, you know, that is bad. They made a big mistake telling <laughs> Beth's son. Have you bad. seen? <laughs> big mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, so what's it like to be a, a mom and have like a little guy following you around? Like, cause I feel like a lot in a lot of ways, Beth, we're similar. Like we have, we like, we're both kind of like free spirit. Like there's a lot of similarities here. And I'm like, in my mind, I really, I really struggle with like that idea of having a kid. I feel like it would limit me in a lot of ways. I see there's many ways that may help, you know, could help me grow, but what, like, what's it like? Did you ever it's, think you'd have kids? Like, uh, I always wanted like a boy. Actually, I'm, I'm glad I got one because girls are really dramatic. Um, yeah. So, but um, it's basically it's about keeping them alive. You're trying to keep another human alive. That's <laughs> that's the hardest part. Sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true. It's true. As long as they're breathing. Um. I mean, it's it's a lot of worry, but it's also super cool to see some like, like something that you created morph into like, uh, you know, growing up and having their own mind, but seeing like your quirks and weird shit that you do in them. <laughs> That's it's cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe you should start with like one of those Tamagotchi like gigapets that, that used to be popular back in the day. You remember, you guys remember those? Those like grow like, no, it's yeah. a little digital handheld like oh, thing, no. and it was yeah, you had to feed <laughs> it and play with it, or else it died. Yeah, I, I think Hunter, you, you'd be a good dad. I would enjoy it. I just there's so many pieces to it. Like yeah, it's. Tough I think the, the heart. I think the hardest piece is not. Okay, I take that back. Having like an infant would be very hard. That's the roughest. That was when I was like deep in my alcoholism. You don't sleep. I mean, it, I actually think it's worse for the mother um, because you're the one that feeds it. If you're breastfeeding, it's like, you know, usually you're the one that's taking care of the child while the husband works kind of thing, you know, you know, so uh, I think moms worry more than the dads do. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like, I mean, Melissa just worries in general, everything more than me. Um, like last night yeah. when she thought the cat got out and it was 3 a.m. and I was walking in the rain in the dark with a flashlight. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, man, I, I don't even know how I was going to go with that. <laughs> I think you were trying to get Beth to talk you into to having a kid. Having, no, no. I'm just trying to like really understand it. Like I've been talking to a lot of people about you have kids and, who are also like, you know, entrepreneurial and, yeah. um, oh yeah, I remember where I was going 
going with it as I think besides the infant piece, it would be the relationship with Melissa. Like I'm afraid, mm-hmm. like I would, I would be great with the kid. Uh, and then my business is going to stay the same. Like I'm married to my business and, and let's be honest, mm-hmm. like my business is my first wife. Sorry, Melissa. Right. But she knows it. I love her. Um, and I'm afraid with the current situation that Melissa would take it back burner. Um, and I know when I, you know, she needs that, like, that's something she needs is, is my attention, like, yeah, in my love. And if I don't give that to her, I feel like our relationship would burn into a terrible divorce. It's definitely, a, it could be a strain on a relationship for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, lack, lack, it's just very like lack of sleep. I mean, there's all kinds of things to, you know, worry, especially if you, if you are a worry person, like I am an anxiety, like worry person. And um, when you're having it like a small child and if they cry all the time and then they get sick, there's, st- it's just, it's intense. Yeah. When, so. when Johnny, when Johnny is obviously still young, but like, do you find you get sick all the time? Cause like he's around kids who get sick. Um, not so much anymore. I did actually, whenever I remember, I don't know, like a few times, like if he got puked, like I would, that would go down to me. Like I usually get everything he gets. Um, yeah. Mike doesn't really get sick. Uh, I do. Because right. we're the ones that are more worn out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're vulnerable. I, I think definitely waiting to your older for some reason. I don't know. I think being an older parent, um, you just, you're done with everything really. And you're ready to like um, settle down and that take care of a tiny human. I and definitely could not have had a child. I can't imagine having a child like in my early twenties. There's no way. Yeah. But now look like now you're like, you kind of settled down and now you're, you're going back and you're unsettling. Yeah. You're ruffling the feathers a little bit. <laughs> are you, aren't you like doing a cool trip for, for you and your family soon? Yeah. We're going to Cocoa beach, Florida for the whole entire month of February. That's taking Johnny, cool. Johnny out of school. And that, that was part of my dream too, is to be able to take my business and travel with it. Yeah. And that's, now I can. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, it is, it is certainly well-earned. Like, like I've told you, like, it's just been so, so cool to watch and see. And I can't think of a better, a better person and friend for that to happen too. And it didn't just happen. You, you earned it. So, um, all right. Well, we've heard a little bit of your story, Beth. You've given me some, some wise words around kids and entrepreneurship. (laughs) Found some opportunities in our business that, that you think we capitalize on. Hey, if you need some help with that, I'd, I'd, I'd help with the, the helping kids with their nutrition, with their parents thing. I don't know, um, whatever that looks, whatever that looks like me and dusty. I don't know. Yeah. We can figure it. All right. Just, just can, put it, just putting it out there. Yeah. We can teach ignorant parents and their, and their kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. It's a lot of freaking work, man. You ain't kidding. Uh, it's uh, worth it though. I, I think and no, I, say, totally I say ignorant. I'm not trying to. To ruffle feathers, as as yeah. Hunter likes to say, but I I think it's very important that you know mm-hmm. people are self aware enough, like, hey, I don't know what you know I'm doing here. What can I do to to improve you know my knowledge so I can pass good habits on to my children? Yeah. So I think there's value in that. So who knows? Maybe uh, you should put a question on Facebook, Hunter, about that. Like, does any parent yeah. want to know how to? Um, would like any nutrition uh, guidance um, with them and their kids. I, and that, mm-hmm. I don't know, not, it has to be worded a certain way. 
Yeah, I know what you're saying, though. No, I, I think it'd be it'd be cool for sure. Just a little class and then yeah, get them introduced to it. Um, Beth, going back to your, your goal, how are you doing on time? Um, I have like 10 minutes. So you mentioned like the next step for your business is you want to mm-hmm. grow a team so you can create more of what you've already talked about. Uh, you know, obviously there's like the tactical piece of that, like what to do to get there. Um, are you dealing with anything mentally that you feel like is, is keeping you from doing that or getting started? Like, is there any, any block that is making you hesitate with it or has made you hesitate? Uh, maybe I just want a break right now. So I'm taking a little break before the new year starts. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I feel like I've been going, 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 going. And once I have that, that I'd have to really like dive deep in it. Um, and also I want to kind of take February and step back a little bit mm. while I'm in Florida. Recharge. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot of growth in a short amount of time. A lot. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and also on my radar is I really want to write a book. Ooh, very nice. So that's actually on my list, but I want to start talking to, I want to hire a team for that. I want to write it, but I, I need like a, a team to help me. I, I'm not going to try to do it by myself and I want to self-publish. So that's super cool. Like how long would this be like? I mean, do you have an idea of how long your story would be? Would it be 300 pages, 200? Oh, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know. Can you, do an, can you do an audiobook that you voice it over? Yeah, I would do that. That would be, I think that'd be huge. Cause I feel like you telling a story would, mm-hmm. like it's always better hearing the author tell the story than like a narrator. Right. Just you yeah. can kind of go like side story. I feel like there's so many little details and like cool things in your stories mm-hmm. that you would add that would just make it super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've just been, I've been told so many times. I can't even tell you how many times people ask me um, if I ever thought about writing a book. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. You, you've got a hell yeah, of a story. Yeah. Plenty of pages to fill. Yeah. It's the details. I don't know if I'd remember. My memory is really uh, shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I get that. Well, you, you must have like a, fr- a friend or two, like in each part of your life, that's like one of those crazy detail persons, like Rich, for example. Yeah. Like, he remembers everything, like right. down to the detail. And I'm like, I don't even remember that. So I'm sure you yeah. have you can help. Like you I'm said. sure. Yeah. All right. Dustin, do you have any anything you'd like to dive into as we close up here? Hmm. Well, I mean, other than wanting to write a book, take a little bit of time off and, and building the business, is there anything else you want to achieve within that business? Or, you know, are you looking to change anything up or you kind of just you like where it's heading? I know you said you wanted to build the team, but. I just need, I'm taking a, well, actually, I'm pretty sure I'm joining another kind of like mentorship with this girl named, her name's Casey Joe Ovedis. And I want to more use like the mindset approach. I really like, cause I took that mindset course and I feel like anyone can count calories, but you got to get behind everything else. Like the emotional eating, the stress eating, the scale. Um, and I really want to like the motivational interviewing. I really want to be really good at that, all that part, uh, that part of it. And I want my coaching business to really be mindset oriented with like the check-ins um, and things like that. So mm. more psychological stuff. Very cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, it doesn't matter the, the tactics. Like, yeah. If you're, if you got to take care of it. 
it's one thing I learned early on. I, I joined a, a group that was meant to be like a gym to, or a group to grow your gym. Mm-hmm. And what it turned out to be was a, a guy who's extremely motivational and he did this exercise called the five, six, seven. Mm-hmm. It was actually called the company it was called five, six, seven Academy. Yeah. So, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we used to do this in our consults all the time and mm-hmm. it was like, well, what's your goal? You know? Um, all right. I'd like to lose weight. Well, what's important to you about losing weight? Well, I want more energy. Okay. Well, what's important to you about having more energy? Well, you know, if I had more energy, I could, uh, you know, I could be more present with my husband and my kids. Okay. Well, what's important to you about being a mom who's more present with your kids, your husband? Well, I want them to remember me for, and so you start with that weight loss goal mm-hmm. and then it trickles down to like that deep, like rooted thing. That's just at the center of their core. The thing that like we called it, he called it pillow talk. Like what you think about at night when your head's on the pillow and that changed the game for me. Made me think about things differently. And that is mindset. Like you said, it's without it, it's hard to really s- stick to things. Mm -hmm. So I think that'll be big for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to hire a dietitian to be on my team too. So I can work Mm -hmm. with people that have eating disorders. There's a lot of people that have eating disorders and I can't, that's out of my scope of practice. Um, But I think that would be very beneficial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be, that'd be super, super cool. Yeah. I thought about actually um, that I've always like wanted to go the dietitian route and I'm like that I'd be in school for for years. Um, And then, just the internship alone. Yeah. Um, that would be insane. So, I mean, I'd be, I don't want to be 75. And... <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point, plus, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. no. Hire out right now. You're yeah. Go exactly. To power it, hire exactly. Out. Exactly. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Right well, on. Well, right. Anything else? No, I don't have anything else. I was I was going to ask her, you know, if people were interested in uh, working with you or just following you, uh, learning more about you, um, or maybe just you know trying to see what you do. Where where can they where can they find you? Uh, what platforms? Uh, my website is bethrockofitness.com. Everything is Beth Rocco Fitness, so you can find me at Instagram Beth Rocco Fitness, TikTok Beth Rocco Fitness. Um, I don't do YouTube. Um, I have a podcast called Cut the Crap with Beth and Matt, and that is on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon. Um, so that's yeah. Right on. All right. Do you have Do you have one thing? If you were to If you were to tell anybody <laughs> listening one thing uh, to kind of get through whatever shit they're going through, if you had some piece of advice, uh, what would it be? um that you just have to keep going and that whatever you're in doesn't won't last forever right on simple straight to the point just just fucking keep going just keep going so many people want to give up so many people just want to give up i want to give up a dusty drag (laughs) bed at 6 15 a.m i'm a raccoon eye man that's the best time to work out. It is. It's it's game changing. It's just getting later and later every day. No, <laughs> earlier and earlier every day. Oh 100%, shit. Except for today. And that was because 
you are up to I love my wife very much. Mm-hmm. That is because I love her. She is uh I love her very much. All right, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> oh, I love my wife yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty fantastic. <laughs> so. Well, all right, that is it. Beth, you oh yeah, we we just asked you. Any additional yeah. things you'd like to say? No, I'm good. I'm good. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow for the workout. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh Thank my God. You. Yeah, of course. Thank you for watching the next step podcast. If you enjoyed listening to Beth, her tips, listening, uh, you know, to this episode, please consider leaving a review down below. If you have any questions, drop a comment and until next time, small steps, big results.